0: Warning: You are about to enter a world populated by the most appalling music ever made. Welcome to the search for the worst album of all time. This is Broken Records.
1: i have been forgotten, i do. I've been married a long time ago. Dango. <laughs> Glory, Mr. a girl with kaleidoscope eyes. <laughs> <laughs> You're beautiful.
0: hey hey i wanna be a rock star hello there welcome to episode four of broken records the podcast which goes out of its way to listen to some of the worst music ever made and critically reappraise it it's part of the riot act network my name is stephen hill his name is renfrey deadman hello renfrey hello how you doing
1: Oh, I'm doing okay. I've got a couple of aches and pains in my back, uh, you know, but other than that I oh, usually I'm doing when someone all right.
0: says, Are you alright, you just you just say yeah, I'm fine. No, That's I know, but I right figured to
1: I, I kind of wanna um I don't want to give the way of the fact that we're recording all of those in all of these intros at the same time, so I thought if I say <laughs> that if I say that I have different ailments from week to week it might seem <laughs> obvious
0: that you know I... Well this is episode four. We're gonna get to episode twenty eight and Renfrey's like, I'm just a <laughs> spine in a." <laughs> um speaking of the things with no humanity whatsoever this week on uh on broken records episode four we are going to be talking about the self-titled debut album from owen quigg Eogan and quigg Off of the X Factor, it's spelled Eogan. that's his name. It was first aired on an episode of Riot Act, Renfrew and I's weekly music roundup show uh, on the 3rd of April 2020, that's episode 87. If you want to go to Spotify or Apple Music or Acast or wherever you find your podcasts and download that and have a little listen to us being nice about stuff. If you just like us shitting on stuff, you have come to the right place because we are going to be talking about the 2008 runner-up or second runner-up i think actually from the x factor mm. uh owen Quig and his quite bad records mm. um it's been a little while since we did this episode as we record um i don't really remember much about it to be you know honest what? apart from just sort of going Pfft, rubbish in it
1: this is information that uh listeners don't need to know but uh this episode of the podcast came out exactly you bought this on vinyl. no yeah well, well they definitely <laughs> didn't need to know that steve um but uh this episode was actually actually came out literally a year ago today as we record this so there you go that's why we don't remember it very wow. well, but it's it's produced one of the uh, longest running <laughs> jokes on the show,
0: I think, and we remember the joke and <laughs> nothing else. But hey, <laughs> just the spelling of a name is like the most <laughs> interesting thing about this record. Anyway, so uh, without further ado, please enjoy Renfrew and I from the third of April, twenty twenty, episode eighty seven of Riot Act, uh, talking about. Owen Eoghan Quick. Leads us on to the fourth entry into Broken Records, um, which so far we have three albums sitting, um, well, one album sitting quite far apart from two other records. So last week we spoke about Lou Reed's Metal Machine Music. Comfortably, we would say the most artistically uh, valid and interesting record of the uh, of, of the three that we had done up until that point the other two being Streets and Sky by The Enemy and Graveyard Classics Volume 2 by Six Feet Under which currently stands as the worst record in the world but it's early days isn't it Renfrey it's very very early, very days. early days and it brings us to Owen Quigg and his self-titled well it's by Owen Quigg but the album's called Eogan Quig. Uh and <laughs> so
1: <laughs> How long are you going to keep this up? Uh,
0: the debut and mercifully only solo album from the bronze-placed runner-up of 2008's X Factor. Uh, Quig's album was released on the 6th of April 2009 basically three and a half months after he was just some 16 year old kid on a tv talent show shout out like a fucking big mac to capitalize on and squeeze out of as much money of them uh, that they could possibly make out of just some random little man uh the debut (laughs) single twenty-eight thousand friends um, which was written by Matt Bourne from Busted uh, and apparently Busted were a very very big inspiration for this album this album. Yeah, so I've, says I've, the organ
1: I've met Matt Bourne from uh, Busted
0: have you I've yeah. met Charlie from Busted I've met Charlie we've nice. all met Charlie all right, fucking sorry. <laughs> um uh yeah, debut single 28,000 Friends peaked at number 96 in the UK singles chart before the album was released. Um when the album was released in his native island, it knocked Lady Gaga off the top of the charts so it went in at number 1. Does but in the middling? UK, um it peaked at number 14. Shock. Uh in the in the UK. <laughs> it was horribly reviewed gigwise put it at number 1 in its worst albums of 2009 list everyone who was anyone gave it a maximum of one star and i've picked out two uh different reviews from two very different sources to show just how um just how badly received this album was. Peter Robinson of The Guardian considered the record to be the worst in history and called it an album so bad that it would count as a new low for popular culture were it possible to class as either culture or popular and the review from the website pop justice is as scathing as i thought it was possible to be when you are essentially a chirpy lovely shiny happy pop loving website saying it is an album entirely without merit recorded so cheaply and with such little regard for the art of pop that the final product simply does not count as music and should not be included in the album chart it was reviewed so badly that Eoghan's dad had to come to the press and tell the press that they were bullies for treating his son in such a manner. Well, I'm sorry, Daddy Quig. The press weren't bullies. This is staggeringly, staggeringly fucking bad. Um, Renfrey. Mm. now, just as a sort of opening gambit before we get right into it, uh, The X Factor. Did you and have you ever watched The X Factor?
1: Um, it's been on when I've been in a room Have I ever sat down and watched it? There were one or two series where I would watch the auditions process because the only joy that I personally ever got out of X Factor was watching people who um, were under this misguided impression that they had an incredible voice when, as a matter of fact, they sounded like absolute dog shit. But as soon as I actually got into the competition proper, I would lose interest. But um, I reckon did. I did that two years in a row and then even got bored of the people who think that they're brilliant singers when they're not. So,
0: mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I always... I would watch the audition process for much the same reason because it's just sort of in that kind of vaudevillian uh, sort of carnival way of just like the freak show, looking at people like, look at them, they're I'm better yeah. than them, which is you know not a great reason to, to watch anything
1: really but i mean but um, it, it is it but, you know seeing we all do it seeing someone who thinks their talent like really really talented prove that they're not it just is fun it's just funny like that is funny yeah
0: i mean i always find it quite ironic that people like danny minogue and louis walsh were telling people they weren't <laughs> talented yeah um, it's like well what what have you ever done? Mm. Nothing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's that kind of seesaw to it. But ultimately, you know, um, uh, X Factor 2008 uh, was a funny one because my ex-girlfriend, ex-ex-ex-girlfriend at the time who I was living with, she loved the X Factor and she loved watching the X Factor. And this particular year for some reason she was massively obsessed with it uh alexandra burke won it i believe i think jls finished second <clears> and eoghan finished third eoghan um got really upset when diana vickers who was his best mate um got kicked out and he cried on telly in front of everyone i remember then thinking that he was quite annoying and he used what, to do that what thing. sort of guy was it was i um, mean he was 16 was he he was sixteen. He's just a little sort of, you know, he was a sort of proto Justin Bieber style character. He's just a clean cut, nice young kid. Okay. Although he did that, he did that annoying thing when he said, "If you'd like to vote for Reogan, he'd do he'd like hand hold his, uh, do the yeah, phone, yeah, the yeah. beggy phone thing. You know, and you ha- hold your hand up and you've got the like pretend you're, you're yeah. the receiver, and then you point to it as if to say, go on, now you vote for me.' Which I always thought was would make me not vote for you because. How pathetic are you that you need to beg? Like, don't fucking beg. If I want to vote for you, I'll vote for you, mate. I don't need you fucking begging. Pathetic. And that's so, what makes him a prick. <laughs> that is what makes him a prick. <laughs> um, but just so you know, so I watched a lot of this and I do remember this dude. Um, but just so you know, we, we're not going to make a habit of reviewing records like this and talking about records like this. I saw this album pop up a lot when I was doing the research of what albums we should put in. If you look at any kind of worst album ever made list, it's usually on it. So I ignored it because I was like, it's a dude from the X Factor. He didn't even win the X Factor. He didn't finish second in the X Factor. Of mm. course it's going to be terrible. Mm. And then someone linked it to me when we put a shout out on Twitter for this feature. And I just decided to give it a listen. And I, I, am, I was just stunned at how much contempt this show's for music. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was genuinely shocked at just the level of shoddiness. Like, you know, when you watch a, a program like you know, slum landlords and, you know, yeah. dodgy builders. You know, you get like Dominic Littlewood, like, going, look, we this, yeah. we asked this person to build a, <laughs> a a fire pit for us and he just covered some, like, and he just painted a potato the same colour as a brick and yeah. left it in our back lawn and then Ro- they go chasing traders. after him. Yeah, rogue yeah, yeah. Traders. Yeah. This is like the music industry equivalent of Rogue Traders. <laughs> it is meant to be an album, but then it is just... I've never heard anything more phoned in Mm. and shoddy in my entire fucking life. I think it
1: absolutely shows contempt for any sort of creativity in music or for the thinking of music as an art form rather than a commodity that you can sell to people, yes.
0: But that's not completely unusual in pop well no it's not no exactly you know particularly this very very mainstream sell me this at all costs pop music from the x factor that we're talking about pop music Um, aims for children basically yeah i mean people have been shitting out terrible terrible albums and terrible songs from vaguely talented people for God knows how long, and when I say vaguely talented, I mean vaguely, really, really vaguely talented. Um, so <laughs> it's not like this is unique in in that respect, but i I think the level in which <laughs> this is just like have you ever bought one of those karaoke CDs, and it's or have you ever gone to karaoke, and the karaoke backing track just sounds so wrong, doesn't it? It sounds just it just doesn't sound right.
1: It sounds like, and I imagine a lot of those karaoke CDs were recorded in this manner, it sounds like someone has recorded the entire thing on a synthesizer. So, I don't know, if the karaoke version is Sweet Child O' Mine, they've selected the electric guitar patch on the keyboard or synthesizer and then just played the chords into it like that. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like that. It sounds cheap, Mm.
0: basically. Cheap as fuck. Yeah. cheap as fuck and i mean the other thing that's shocking about this record is auto tune was not just in, had been invented by this point auto tune was fairly sort of reg like a, a, you know a fairly regular thing to everyone knew that most people were now using auto tune in pop right? music certainly yeah, yeah in yeah. pop music why wasn't it used either, on this? either, either <laughs> a why the fuck didn't they use it in this or b if they did use it then, what the hell did he really sound like?
1: Yeah, one can only imagine um weirdly, this is a record that well, as I said uh it sounds the foundations of it sound really, really cheap, but it feels like that they've recorded it in someone's bedroom using you know the most basic plugins and then sent it off to Abbey Road Studios and said, "Can you put some nice sauce?" On the top of it, it's it's a really cheap, nasty vanilla ice cream, with the most luxurious chocolate Marks and Spencer's waitrose sauce poured on top of it. Because there are yeah. orchestral bits and pieces that are done here and there, and choir bits and pieces which suddenly come in that lift it up and make it. Well, I mean, they they don't make it good, but those <laughs> bits are, are are produced. They make it
0: sound like an actual record.
1: Yeah, those bits are produced so well that they in comparison it is it's like putting a cherry on a piece of mud and saying there's your
0: dessert you know, i'm getting very eaty yeah. with my you energies. are yeah. yeah i'm obviously hungry. Yeah. yeah um i mean the th- thing is right so i i don't really want to shit on a particularly i mean he's a 16 year old kid he got offered the chance to be a pop star he's never going to say no but why are people allowed to make and who was it who is making such a shit show of his career there are people within the industry surely who were making these decisions and i don't were sitting in a studio with him who were trying surely to try and develop his career to turn him into in his head is he going well i might be the next will young you know i might be uh i'm trying to think of it, who actually had made a success out of that show or, or any of those shows at that <coughs> point it was girls really allowed. just at that point
1: girls Aloud was yeah girls girls
0: allowed yeah girls allowed yeah uh, could i do will young could i do girls allowed like surely that is what they would should be aiming for so why is this so shoddily put to, you know why is every decision that has been made coming towards this album just been just dreadful like i I don't understand. Well, my guess would be that at
1: this point, even 2008, X Factor had probably lost enough cachet for them. You know, they would have shat out quite a few of these records at this point between yeah. X Factor and pop stars, which is X Factor in all but name, basically, isn't it? Mm. Um, <clears throat> and I think, you know, several years on um, and third place as well, rather than first or second. <laughs> yeah. I think they yeah. probably just went, let's make this really cheap. Because the production the production stuff is where the money is. Bringing in an orchestra or a string quartet or a choir for half a day, because they're professionals, they can get their shit done really fucking quickly. And so you're giving them a lot of money, but you're only actually asking them to do half a day's work. And And for this, I imagine it would have been about half a day um but the producer who you're recording with you know you're recording for 10 days two weeks three weeks four weeks that's where you're pumping the money in so they've got that's what i mean by the absolute cheapest foundations um and try to put a really lovely uh mint berry sauce on top of it is Mm. mint berry a thing no
0: don't know i mean there's a few things i mean i i always is a, funny to me when you think of how many people probably would have wasted their money voting for him to win the X Factor and then when he didn't they just went well fuck you then like he, all these people voted for him and then this album flopped completely because it was shit but also because nobody bought it outside of Ireland um, that has always been a mystery to me how you could be so obsessed and the whole country could get so wrapped up in who wins this fucking Shitty like talent competition, and then within <clears> six <throat> months, they don't exist anymore. But Louis that's Walsh just... going. I don't care that Joe McEldry got to number two below Rage Against the Machine because Joe McEldry will be selling out stadiums, and Rage Against the Machine will never be able to do that. And it's like, well, uh, you know, 10 years on, Rage Against the Machine headlining mm-hmm. Coachella, Joe McEldry, probably the fuck like, is it, yeah. yeah, pushing fucking trolleys around Asda, yeah, like,
1: but that's the nature of reality TV, isn't it?
0: it is i mean i mean
1: everything you know i watch very 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 little reality tv the last reality show i watched to its conclusion was the new series of hunted on channel four and that finished a week and a half ago i can't remember who won i I just can't remember because it's information i've been following this thing for six weeks and i want to know who wins but the moment that i learn it it just goes out of my i'm like oh okay like the 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 conclusion is never satisfying to the point where you remember it like you remember the ending of an amazing film or something like that and unfortunately that's just the nature of reality tv and when you're you know when when tv channels are absolutely stuffed with reality tv i mean this feels like a problem from five years ago really because it's not quite as bad as it used to be but um all that stuff just becomes noise basically and not information that you're really ever going to properly process i don't think
0: that's absolutely what it is. um You know, we got, as I said, 28,000 friends was the first uh, single from it, written by James Bourne from Busted. And it's a kind of proto, like, hey, social media, talking about how many friends he got on Facebook and mm. fucking, you know, probably the first time that anyone had done that. And it probably seemed really exciting, although it didn't, because no one really gave a fuck about this song. <laughs> it's a bad song. But. You know, it was probably, like, "Hey, uh, you on Friends reunited? Well, how do they really know you? Are they really your friends?" Like, that's what the song's essentially about. It's unbelievably yeah. trite, unbelievably trite. Weirdly, um, that song—I
1: don't think—I don't think that song's a million miles away from Jimmy World, but it just goes to show how well Jimmy World do that kind of um, happy-go-lucky. Uh, I don't know, happy melodic rock. Um, because yeah. it's Jimmy Eat World but without any class or songwriting nouse whatsoever. Um, mm. It's it's
0: crap. It's fucking crap. <laughs> it's crap. I mean, it's it's the, the thing about this record is, is that, you know, <clears throat> yes, I've heard stuff from X Factor Winners. I've never heard anything apart from Girls Aloud. I quite like Girls Aloud. They are rubbish. These these artists and these songs are, they're rubbish they're always 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 rubbish i think some of the earlier ones maybe you might go like when when will young fucked off and did his own thing he was all right i think girls allowed have got some bangers um one direction had some bangers you know like the biggest ones were kind of big they got big because they probably were better than most of them apart from Oli Mers, uh who's awful <laughs> but but they are they are rubbish but this is rubbish on a kind of it's like this, has been, this album's been bitten by a radioactive Shane Ward or something. Do you know what I mean? It's, that, it's rubbish on a kind of nuclear level. It's even more rubbish than the worst kind of rubbish. And it sounds so dated today because it's coming out from 12 years ago when it was supposed to be like, um, you know, aping busted in 2008. Probably felt like a really cool idea to, you know, some old record label executive who just didn't know anything about pop music and just wanted to make a load of money. Um, Whereas now, today, it sounds just bizarre that you would do this. And like I say, I I don't want to actually shit on this kid, right? Because it's not his fault, right? To sum this up, he's just a dude with a pretty bad voice and quite a nice haircut who's just been fucked <clears> over <throat> by Simon Cowell. The real villains here are the people that put him in that position and basically left him out to dry. James Bourne from Busted, chucking in some bullshit social media-based love song from his reject pile on 28,000 Friends. Whoever the fuck let him cover Ben by Michael Jackson and oh. open it a cappella when he just does not have the voice or the ability to do that. Whoever produced and arranged the just fucking... Inept cover of Never Forget by Take That, which mm-hmm. is so that song like is fucking great. And again, you know, much like the sort of six feet under doing ACDC, like he just strips it of all the joy. is just been completely stripped from it. It is like watching Take That. It's not going to take that concert, but they take you know all the ba- all the dancers are told to fuck off. All the the fireworks are gone. All the backing band are gone. You've just got an empty stage and the rest of take that's just Howard left and he's just wearing like his dressing gown singing it. it it's like there's nothing good about it at all. It's, and it's nothing fun. This is it, butlins. It's, absol- yeah, it's absolutely awful. I mean, for me, this record, it's not just bad or odd or Mm-mm. misguided or poorly produced. To me, this is, this is morally reprehensible and <laughs> shameful that you would take a 16-year-old kid's life and passion and give it such little care as this. This is a disgusting insight into the murkiest, muckiest parts of the music industry. It is genuinely evil. This isn't just a bad album. This is child abuse. Whoa! There's the title. Um
1: although i (laughs) although i agree with pretty much everything you're saying the one thing you haven't said which i think sums it up a little bit better is actually this album isn't bad it's amateurish it's put together and cobbled together in such an amateurish manner and in such a let's just let's not throw 500 Let's not throw money at the £500 a day producer. Let's throw money at the £200 a day producer. Let's get everything in as cheap as possible because we know full well that the most we're going to get out of this kid is one record because he's not good enough for two. And we're trying to ride this wave since he's had a little bit of success at getting third place in our shitty competition every year. And we're going to try and shit this out as quickly as we can and make money on it and it failed um because Mm. this album didn't do well at all it wasn't just critically mauled i mean you said those chart positions earlier didn't you single peaking at number 96 in the uk single chart i'm pretty sure they would have hoped to do better than that album charting at number 14 right i suppose but it dropped out after three weeks
0: it's all right if you're you know newfound glory or something yeah yeah but it's yeah, not yeah, great exactly. if you're if you on primetime telly for for three months solid. yeah
1: and the debuting at number one on the irish charts is just an outlier because he's irish um i think it's just every single path on this album that is taken is sort of the least amount of resistance to get to where they want the the sheer number of key changes on this album is embarrassing and key change to me of the time signals a heightening of emotion uh and it's Mm. and it's a shortcut route to try and kind of lift a song um and the fact that i i I think if i became if i became prime minister steve my first port of call would be no more than one key change per album uh for all musicians because it's such a reasonable (laughs) it seems yeah vote for me um because it's totally unnecessary and it just it comes across as really embarrassing because i think after a while you realize this is just a shortcut to try and uh meddle with my emotions and obviously all art is there to meddle with your emotions but you sort of wanted to do it in a subtle way that doesn't seem apparent but whereas when you get a key change, it's like someone screaming in your face, this is becoming more
0: emotional now. Um, it's like the people in films who come on and and do all the like recap of what we, Mr. President, have you heard? We have to get to the moon in, in two hours. Otherwise <laughs> they said they're gonna, and you're like, oh yes, so that's what's happening right now. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. it's exactly that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. it's shit. Fucking shit like absolute shit and there aren't really any other albums from this world particularly uh that are in the hat but this one is because apparently it is the worst one and if it isn't then lord only knows what could possibly be worse than this um where you where you ranking it at the moment renfrey i've thought long and hard about this about five minutes and i
1: think this should go second between Ooh. six feet under and the streets the reason for that the enemy not the streets fuck sorry <laughs> fucking <street. laughs> that i promise you that was freudian um uh the reason for that is because it doesn't succeed at what it's set out to do i.e make lots of people in suits money so it is a failure of an album i think that is a fact uh so it's already better than heavy uh it's already be- better than metal machine music because um that did do what it set out to do i think who knows what yeah, that was I, but, definitely, but, you know, yeah. um i think it's better than the enemy i, I, I don't know it, this album made me feel physically. better than the enemy i do think, think
0: it's better, it's better than, than the enemy,
1: enemy. yeah um I found the Enemy album just incredibly dull and badly put together. This actually made me feel physically sick. It's so sickly.
0: Oh, so worse. You mean worse. Oh, so I mean, yeah. So this is this is going to get really confusing,
1: isn't it? Because when I say better, I mean a better chart position, which actually means it's worse. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. But say, yes. worse. say worse. Worse. It's worse. Worse than the Enemy because... Yeah, this made me feel physically ill listening to it. It's so sickly, and it's it's that really sickly pop that is aimed directly at children. You know, we are. This is aimed at seven, eight, nine-year-olds, isn't it?
0: I guess so. Yeah.
1: Like this, uh, which kind of makes the whole enterprise even worse. But it's 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 that kind of horrible, sickly pop that i really despise um and yeah it's it's only about half an hour long this record but i really genuinely felt very ill the whole way through it
0: i know so how how come it's uh it's getting you know not getting a top spot uh, ahead of six feet under them how come it's quote unquote better
1: than six feet under you
0: mean yeah um
1: Fuck, that's a really good question. I did have an answer to this when I thought about it for five minutes, but I thought about it for five minutes yesterday. Uh,
0: <laughs> I just—do you want me to tell you why I think? Six yeah, feet yeah, under is yeah. You, t- you tell me. Because uh, undoubtedly, Lou Reed is far, far, far superior to this. Yeah. The enemy, I think, again, you know, it's just a pretty crap record. Yeah. Um, six feet under is awful, right? Let's get <laughs> <laughs> no, no bones about it. It is. F- fucking diabolical it's stupid and all the things you said about it rubbish right but it's not hurting anyone it's not actually hurting <laughs> anyone i don't think it you know six feet under did not need to recover from this this did not ruin them did not ruin their career i don't think six feet under made that album with any kind of nefarious um underhand sort of quite gross Undertones of making it. It's a stupid idea. It's not a very funny joke. It's really badly made. It doesn't work by any stretch of the imagination, but it's just a sort of silly thing to do. Owen Quigg's self titled album is everything that is appalling about the music industry. It is every underhand, nefarious, nasty, like you say, lazy, bottom feeding, parasitic thing. That the music industry represents to me the the people that were dealing with him and that put this album out shat this out and made money out of it, it and it is a document of the mo- of of disgusting parasites and for that i would put it at as the worst album we have covered so far
1: but then i feel sorry for owen or eoggin as you call him because when eoggin hears that A, we've been pronouncing his name wrong this whole time. And B he
0: won't hear this. He's a footballer now.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna send it to him. Um oh, I'm not I'm mean. not going to, because that would be mean. Um I it, it kind yeah, it kinda makes me feel bad for him in a way. Whereas the members of Six Feet Under I think should know better. Which is sort of why I want to give them the top spot. Mm. And also I think the people around a Yogin I mean, they may well have been evil cunts, but they might not have been either. They might have just been people who wanted to use this kid to make some money, and that's Yeah, but I think shit. that's pretty ho- a pretty
0: shitty thing to do.
1: It's shitty. It's fucking Don't, shitty.
0: You, you think Simon Cowell is a nice person is that what you're getting All no that, you know he's he's had the best intentions for this person
1: no 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 i think i think if you do it with the tenacity and the um th- just the sheer amount of times that simon cowell has done it you're probably an evil person i think some people trying to get in but but simon cowell dropped him the, this was actually released through rca um so this isn't actually uh anything to do with simon cowell in the end even though it was his yeah uh, he did so, sign
0: to psycho uh, initially and then he yeah. got dropped for this and yeah, then right. he got dropped and for this so which you well, know, that's even more that's even worse more like like yeah. kind of plucking at the corpse of like vultures kind of picking at the corpse of this kid's career that's not even started yet well th- that makes it feel even worse
1: that sounds yeah i mean i agree that sounds to me like it's someone going oh we thought we'd be able to make money from you but you're so shit that we can't so we're dropping you (laughs) you know um but i don't know i suppose maybe i'm just looking at the actual result of the record
0: rather than the circumstances around it i it's a tough one as well because what this record has and what six feet under have in both cases are genuinely brilliant songs, songs, which is why I think both of these records probably will end up not being at the the bottom because you've got Ben by Michael Jackson. You've got Never Forget by Take That. You've got um, Does Your Mother Know by Abba. Like there's some actual, I mean, and obviously you've got the entirety of Back in Black, but there's something, I don't know. I just feel like there's like weirdly, considering you're talking about a death metal band, there's a kind of naive innocence to 6 feet under in comparison with this which feels hyper cynical to me. It's I think this is a far more cynical record. I listen I don't listen to 6 feet under and go, "Oh my god, look at them trying to make like tra- treating art as commerce." Whereas Owen Quig is is like a kind of an audio ATM or at least they thought it would be. Like let's put as little money as in, in as we can and try and make as much back and that is the sole reason for it existing and i just can't get on board with that i that think would be why i'd have it as number one
1: but uh, to counter that i'd say i think it's a cynical move from absolutely everybody involved in making this album apart from owen Quig, which is why i almost feel like it should be second
0: okay here's how we decide it on acapella bits alone what is the worst acapella bit over the two albums because you've got <laughs> what? what do you do for chris barnes going what do you do for money honey or you've got eoghan Quig going doing ben by michael why, jackson
1: why is that the deciding factor
0: <laughs> because i think those two bits kind of represent the like what the fuck are you doing and um, they not the bit in both sure. where you go what are you doing why did you think this was a good idea
1: by that criteria i would still say six feet under that's the only thing so that doesn't help your case no, um, and I have
0: to say, I mean, I've I did it without thinking, and I think it's probably <laughs> a fair way to, to come to some sort of resolution. And in that respect, yes, Chris Barnes going <laughs> is probably just about worse than hearing Eogan going. You and I the what's the word? So can I throw in okay. one more argument
1: as well for putting? Eoghan second. Yep. Uh, yeah. Due to the aforementioned accoutrements that this record has, i.e., the gospel choir bits and the lovely orchestral bits, there are bits on this record that are fantastically done. They're, you know, the sort of thing which an Abbey Road engineer would be able to do in his sleep or her sleep. Apologies. But, you know, they. <laughs> you're just giving me a smile of like you woke fuck um but uh <laughs> uh but um there, there, but there is good craftsmanship on this record because of the things that incredibly talented people could just shit out in an afternoon do you know what i mean where okay. six feet under you've- doesn't actually have a second of that
0: no you've actually fine you've convinced me i mean i don't know how because i think this album is pure evil it's like mark commode says about people who make horror films are some of the nicest people but the people mm. who make kind of nice romantic comedies are horrible, horrible I kind yeah. of feel like this about eoghan's album um, but I yeah think I you do could say that about the music bit.
1: industry generally yeah
0: <laughs> so there you go um six feet under keeps its crown for another week uh, and the Ogden Quig uh, is the second worst album. Um, with the enemy, I think the enemy uh, is safer a little bit from. The enemy actually feels all right in comparison at the, at to... this rate, two, the as, enemy... As we go on. At
1: this rate, the enemy aren't going to be getting into the top 10 by the time this no. thing's over. <laughs> so. And
0: way, way, way in the distance, <laughs> waving, probably shrugging, going, why am I even here? Yeah. Is uh, Lou Reed's Metal Machine music. But they're going to be yeah. joined by a fifth album. And I'm putting my hand in the hat full of shit right now, Remfrey, <clears throat> to pick out the album that we're going to be doing next week. Excellent. And next week, we will be doing... Oh, I'm not really familiar with this record, but it has been very poorly received. One by Dirty Vegas. Okay. Okay. Do you know anything about that record? Absolutely Zilch. There you go. Bless his little cotton socks, E. Ogan. Um He's I'm sure he's a nice enough chap. And he's a footballer now, I think I said it in the episode, so you know, he's, it's good for him. He's merely a cog in the machine, Steve. he is yeah that's true uh we so are we to be fair we'll be back next week as well yeah we'll be we'll be back next i keep saying we'll be back next week all of these are getting released on the same day so i don't even Mm. really know if i need to say that no you should just fuck off the facade episode five (laughs) is waiting for you now uh episode five is as you heard we picked um one by dirty vegas out. So, which you did just
1: to forget, yeah. and to be fair, it is a very forgettable record. So that's perfectly yeah, fair I mean, enough.
0: I mean, we, we've stuck a lot of these podcasts all together. If you're going to skip one, maybe that'd be <laughs> one to skip. But, you know. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, maybe listen to our normal podcast, our weekly podcast, Riot Act, where we review some fantastic music you can go over to patreon.com forward slash right act podcast and we do classic albums and albums that you suggest over there as well for a little bit of the monies and all that's good but you know if you do just like this broken records hey come on over go over to episode five and listen to us talk about one by dirty vegas but for now we will see you another time